it now and listen to God's holy word. Listen, 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 listen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land were exalt. Their step will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lamp leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord.
the great King or all other gods. He holds in his hands the depths of his love and the highest mountains as well. He made the seas, it belongs now to him. The dry land too was formed by his hand. Come and worship the Lord, for we are his people, the flock that he shepherds. The second reading, a reading from the letter of St. James. Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You must be patient. Make your hearts firm because the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not complain, brothers and sisters, about one another, that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing before the gates. Take as an example of hardship and patience, brothers and sisters, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord, the word of the Lord. and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one to come or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear and the dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And Blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. 
What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed that swayed in the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. Then why did you go out to see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare the way for before you. Amen, I say to you, among those born of, of, of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? Once again, I am pretty in pink. And as I come, pretty in pink, and of course, like the, the deacon James sat there and says, Father, it's rose. God rose from the dead. Shut up. It's pink. But the reality, the reason we wear pink on the third Sunday of Advent is because it's Gaudete Sunday, which means let us rejoice. And so we need to be people, as it says, as we focus on every year at this third week, of joy. And the problem is people say, well, Father, how do I get joy? I don't get it because I'm not really a person of joy, and I can relate with that. And so, again, as I spend time with the Scriptures and I ask the Lord to convict me, he convicts me first and I convict you. Aren't you excited? But I didn't like anything he said to me. So I'm sure you're not going to like anything I say to you, just so you know. But we need to be people of joy, and we're not always people of joy. So how do we get to be people of joy? Well, we look at the readings today. And as we look at the readings, the readings can tell us how to be people of joy. The first reading, of course, it talks about from Isaiah. And here Isaiah says, be strong, fear not. Now again. A lot of us live in fear. A lot of us focus on fear. And the reason we do is because we're focused on ourselves and how things will affect us. Or we're focused on the world or we're focused on circumstances. We're not focused on Jesus. And that's what we got to be. We got to be focused on Jesus because, again, we know how everything ends. We win. And yet, it's that lack of faith that we focus on everything that's happening now. The people that go crazy and they're always afraid. So the first thing you and I have to do, do I live a life of fear? Do I live a life of trust? If I live a life of fear, it's because I'm looking at the wrong things. I'm not looking at Jesus. And so we got to look at Jesus. If we're going to have joy, we need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus for the first reading. The second thing we got to do is in the second reading, and in the second reading, this is what I hate the most, is four times God says we got to be what? Patient. Isn't that nice? It's only one paragraph, and he talks about patience four times. Now, I'm not a per very patient person. I know some of us here are not very patient people. Some of you are thinking right now, well, I am very patient, Father. Well, God bless you. Huh? You're not always very patient with me, though, are you? <clears throat> anyway, so we come back and it talks about being patient. And as we be patient, he says again, do not complain, brothers and sisters, about one another that you may not be judged. So this patience is again a trust. And so when we're constantly complaining, we'll never have joy, right? 
If we're complaining all the time, there's no joy in us because we are complaining. So we got to sit there and be people who focus on the Lord Jesus again and be patient with others because God waits till someone dies before he judges them. We judge people every moment of every day. And so we got to sit there and it says, do not complain against one another. Now think of that. How often do we complain about our spouse, about our kids, about our parents, about our neighbors, about our church, about our uh, society, about our politics, whatever it is, but it says do not complain. Complaining doesn't do anything, now does it? And it doesn't make us feel better either. Complaining robs us of our joy. And then God says, if you do complain, I'm going to judge you the same way you judge others. So again, we have to reflect on that. Am I a person that judges others? Am I a person that complains about others? And God says, the same thing you're talking about and doing to others, I'm going to do to you. You say, okay, I'm going to stop doing that, God. Good. So the first thing we got to do to be joyful is to make sure that we're focusing on God. We don't give in to fear. We don't focus on the things around us. We focus on Jesus. The second thing we all got to do is we got to be patient and not complain. Okay, and then we get to the last part, and the last part's a little better. In the gospel, Jesus says in the very last line, there among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. So he says, nobody, compare up to this time, nobody is greater than John the Baptist. But then he goes and says, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. How can it say, and we're the ones born into the kingdom because we're born into Christ. We're baptized and Christ takes residence inside of us. And that's why Jesus did not live in St. John the Baptist. But he lives in you and he lives in me. Jesus did not resurrect yet. There wasn't that presence. Christ did not live in him. And yet, again, as you've heard me say a million times, Paul is very clear in Galatians 2, 19 and 20. I have been crucified with Christ, so the life I live now is no longer my own. Jesus Christ lives inside of me. That's the truth of being born into the kingdom of heaven. So... We are tabernacles of the living God. John the Baptist never had that chance to become the tabernacle the way we do. God was in his life, of course. God spoke to him, of course. But we have God live inside of us from the moment we were baptized. huh? And we got to know that and we got to rejoice in that. When you and I, instead of always focusing on us, I'm just a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a terrible sinner. Yes, and you're always going to be depressed. Yes, and you're always going to be complaining. Yes, and you're always going to be fearful. But if you and I start focusing on the reality that God of the universe, who keeps all creation in the palm of his hand, who's in control of everything, lives inside of you and me, whoa. Then we can start being joyful people, correct? So, if you believe God lives inside of you, and I believe God lives inside of me, let's tell our faces, huh? Because if we have God inside of us, we should be people of joy. So again, first of all, let's examine our own lives. Am I a person of joy? The people around me, again, I might be a person of joy to people outside my house. 
But you have to ask your wife, your husband, your kids, your parents, am I a person of joy? <laughs> and then wait for the answer and tell them to be honest. Don't tell them, give you hear what you want to hear. And if not, well, God tells us how to be people of joy. Stop focusing on things that give you fear. Focus on God who does not, who takes away your fear. Start being patient by stop complaining about others. To say today, just boom, for the rest of the day, I'm not going to complain about another thing, even the pastor. Oh my gosh, could we even begin to do that? To not complain about one thing today, it'll help you be joyful. And then three, to realize that God, the universe, lives inside of you and me. That will bring us joy, and we can tell our faces so the world may know. Nature knows love today and forever. Amen.